back in here live, hour number three on a Wednesday edition of Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Nick Braden, D-Mace, and Marquise with you. Coming up at 8.30 this morning, we will talk with Sean Henry, and then we've got Stick to Sports at 8.45. Last night, my man Reese Davis putting in the grind, putting in the work last night. Consummate professional. Love that guy. Uh, college basketball, two good ones. Kentucky, Missouri, the Cats beat Sparty 69-62. Uh, Duke edges Kansas 68-66, and in between... Did you say the Cats beat Missouri? Say what? Is that what I just heard? The Cats beat Sparty? Sparty. Did I, did I just miss that? Uh, yeah. Okay, my bad. Uh, that's all right. Derek Mason, your thoughts. Sparty goes down <laughs> and costs me money. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we discussed it yesterday a little. Costs um, me money. <laughs> Langford didn't play, um, and... Winston, excuses, man. Winston can't. He tried to do it by himself, and he can't. Uh, but listen, Kentucky played a, a a really good game, and and that's but that's why you want to see these games early, I think, because it helps build, you know, each program to when they get in conference play, they've already played these tough games. Uh, coach Calipari is the best coach ever. Uh, God, I hate saying twice. that. You did it twice oh, now. Man, I hate saying that. How many times but do you have to say it? I got to just say it randomly throughout the show. <laughs> um, but no, they. I mean, again, I mean, if 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 Michigan State had won this, I would have been in here gloating. Um, but they didn't, and, and but I'm be, still saying, yeah, they'll, be, they'll still yeah. be fine. But Kentucky proved that you know those those bunch of freshmen that they have, they're good. They're good. So, all right, you had a vote. You had a rooting interest. You're a Michigan State alum, and you love the Spartans. Nick is a sick and twisted gambling fiend. Um, how much do How much do people around the country or in Nashville, whatever, care about that those games last night? Were they watching for the football rankings? <sighs> Were they watching? Like, did people actually? I think the Kentucky contingent in this city yeah, probably they, watched. Yeah, they watched. That oh, no, no question. Kentucky yep. watches. I'm just saying, are because we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Are are people more? interested in college basketball earlier this year than before you've had this massive fbi scandal that has drawn a lot of attention to the sport you've got an sec league that is far better than it was five or six years ago as far as basketball coaching and talent goes you've got a middle tennessee area that has got a lot of reasons to be interested in this sport you've now got a murray state rookie who's playing in the state at at memphis and john morant i just i'm just curious again we talked about it a little bit yesterday Mm -hmm. One, one, two, three, and four in action last night in college basketball. Is that just a one-time thing, or are we actually going to be more interested in college basketball building up during the football season, or do we all just turn it on after the Super Bowl? Like, I'm just curious what, how interested are we going to be? I, I in can college answer basketball? that two ways. Not, not gambling and not yep. fans. No, two ways for you. Number one, for me, my love of college basketball has been rekindled from last year. Mm. I don't know if it was just the Vols being so good. Auburn going on that run, Kentucky being a load of the conference that we care about in this you know, section of the country feels like it was better than it's been in a while. So, so even though you lived in Philly, in, yep. So you lived in Philly during Villanova. Now I know yep. you're a Temple guy, and I don't know how much hatred there is. Oh, for, there's hatred for Temple and Villanova. <laughs> Rich kids against the public school. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, uh, that <laughs> story of this country. Um, but I'm just like that was a hotbed there for yep. a couple years where Villanova was playing in the national title game a couple of different times. So you you were living in a city where there was college basketball yeah, big like five. fever pitch there, and it still didn't catch you. It still didn't it, hook, it, hook it, you it, in. It did for stretches, but from like probably 2013, 2014 up until probably last winter, like I kind of checked out on it a little bit like I do baseball at times. 
But I'll say this, I, to your point, to your question about nationally or people in this market, just about the sport in general, maybe it goes down a little bit because of all the one-and-done guys that are gone. The Zions, I mean, like, like last year was kind That's of a, a fair, rare, yeah, rare well, year yeah, of I mean, like with, elite talent. With Zion and, and, and Barrett and some of the other guys not being around, I think, like Zion Williamson was an appointment viewing thing. Mm-hmm. So even though if you hated Duke, you still watched Duke. Because you were going to watch Zion, and mm-hmm. he influenced that, unlike any singular athlete in college basketball in a long time. Who is that guy or couple of guys this year that are that are those freshmen? There are plenty of really good ones out there. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Um, I'm just again, I'm just sort of asking a generic, you know, large scale question about are we more interested? Because the NBA is clearly more popular than like on a national scale. This is what yeah. I'm fascinated by with baseball why we have this baseball NBA discussion in Nashville all the time. Like, is baseball going to be successful here or not? Like, baseball, we know how successful it is regionally. It does extremely well regionally within its own TV market and within its own sort of, you know, little universe, little bubble. Mm-hmm. But the NBA is far more popular nationally. Like, it, it's it's a, it's a more national, and I don't know if that's because ESPN, you know, shoves it down your throat more, and maybe, it, maybe that's part of it. But the, basketball as a sport is clearly upward trajectory for 15 years 20 years baseball is on a downward trajectory nationally for 15 or 20 years i think a lot of that has to do with pace of play as well they've done a great basketball college and pro but in particular college has done a great job changing the rules the last few Mm -hmm. years with the freedom of movement no hand checking all that stuff has allowed for more but even the time you invest as a a fan and a consumer you watch those basketball games last night. They're both at, what, two, two hours, hours and 15 minutes maybe, max? Yeah, yeah I mean, two hours is about yeah. the length of a college basketball game. So I agree, it's a short... I mean, you're lucky to get a baseball game in three hours and f- two minutes. Um, yeah. I just NBA think, the same way. NBA yeah. is, what, two and a half hours? Yeah, you can get Hockey's through Hockey's about two and a half, yeah. two, yeah, two or three quarters. You can get through an NBA game pretty fairly quickly. Um, I just think college basketball... And it, Tim's, Tim made it interesting... Uh, statement. Um, Brando. Yeah, Tim Brando. We had him on early. He made an interesting statement about college basketball when it starts. Um, it's sort of like, you know, um, the NFL in a sense where you only have, during the preseason, the starters are only playing one or two games. And then you get first game of the season, you see a, a, a penalty fest. And you see teams not playing the way that you thought they would play because they hadn't spent a lot of time together. Well, college basketball is sort of the same thing where these young men are just getting on the court, practicing together, and then all of a sudden they got to play a game a week or two later. Um, You're not going to see quite the – you're not – the level of competition or the level of – or the talent out there can't fully display themselves because they hadn't had a lot of time together. So you see the turnover fest in the Kansas and Duke game – you see a low-scoring Michigan State-Kentucky game um, because they haven't been together for a long time. But then these teams end up playing like two or three months later, and then it, right. it's a different ball game with with both um, Doesn't programs. that make it hard, though, for fans to, to get into it in the fall? I mean, if you started a little bit later, probably not. And football's taking place, right? I mean, Casey yeah. Alexander said it yesterday. He said all people want to talk about right now is football. No, you're right. Maybe if you started a little bit later, give these teams opportunity to practice a little bit longer, yeah. then start a little bit later. Do you guys get into the So you term- think a preseason would help? Uh, I mean, they've got those. They've they, they got of kind of, of a preseason, Do yeah. you guys care at all anymore about, like, I used to love the Maui Invitational. 
I would watch the Maui Invitational yeah. no, every year. I still year. like it. Yeah. I'd watch it every year. But now there's like 50 tournaments, and I can't. Yeah. I don't. The Battle for Atlantis, and the, I, I can't keep them all straight. And and that's sort of their preseason sort of. And 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 again, it offers opportunities for lots of teams to get good wins. I mean, that, yeah. that's. But you can build a resume if you're a mid-major team. You can build a resume if you're. You know, if you think you're going to be like Tennessee, could be a very much middle of the pack SEC team this mm-hmm. year. They could be seventh place and be ten and eight in the league. And if you're going to be ten and eight in the Power Five league, you better have some good non-conference wins mm-hmm. if you're going to get into the tournament. So, I, I don't mind the tournaments. I, I don't know. I just I think for some reason I personally am more interested, and I just want to know if, like, I know why you're interested, Nick. You're gambling on it. I know why mm-hmm. Derek's interested in, in Michigan State because it's your it's your school. Um, but you know, t- it's a great point about Zion not being around. Who's filling that? Like, who's that marquee? Who's play? filling the void? Like, oh, who is that marquee yeah. team? Like everybody mm-hmm. wanted to watch Duke because they had Barrett, they had Zion. They had uh, what's the other kid? Um, Trey Jones is back. No, not Trey no, Jones. He was Cam, a freshman. Cam last year. Reddish. Yeah, Cam, Cam Reddish. Reddish right. Cam Reddish. So they had these three freshmen that were just phenomenal. Yeah. So you wanted to watch them. Yep. Speaking of Tennessee, uh, they did play last night. They beat UNC Asheville by 15 points. Pretty balanced effort. Turner had 17, Pons at 15. Rick Barnes was not happy. Shouldn't with, be. With their performance last night. No, they, they were big-time favorites. Yeah. Uh, Bowden and Fulkerson, 10 apiece. I, I, don't see, I don't know about you guys. I don't see the elite talent. I, I don't see the upside. Like Even Grant Williams and Jordan Bone, I'm not sure they were, quote, elite talents. You guys had they, them at, what, nine? They, in, in the, is yeah, a, they're an eight or nine seed in our in our magazine at Athlon Sports. We, I think we picked them seventh in the conference. Yeah. I just don't see, you know, maybe maybe the young freshman materializes, and, and next year maybe they bring in, again, the, the other top five. So you don't, they see got. 20, you don't see 20 wins out of them? I mean, maybe, but 20 and 16? Mm-hmm. You so, you, like so you don't think top 25 team? I don't, or fringe? I, I don't see it yet. Now, we're talking about one game here, right? So let's not overreact too much. But it's just not – like, I, I think Turner and Fulkerson, like, these are solid guys. Uh-huh. These, these guys but aren't – they're not. Right. They're, they not, they're not game changers. And so I, I, I need to see who, who do you give the ball to when the game's on the line that you need a bat? Like, who's going to carry the team? And is, is Turner that guy? I, I just don't know. I, we need to see. Coming up at 8.30 this morning, Talking Shop with Sean Henry. But when we come back, we're going to get to the NHL, but it has really nothing to do with the on-ice product. We'll explain coming up next here on Morning Drive on ESPN 102.5 A Game. Here's what I'm going to get get to, and I got to it yesterday, and I'm going to continue to get to it because, men, you need to know about it because we're all aging, and when we age, man, some things start to kind of go down just a tad bit. We need to boost it back up. That's why I'm going to tell you about my good friends over at Cool Springs MD. Over the years, more men have started to seek help for hormone deficiencies and imbalances. And that's what I'm talking about. As though, as we get a little older, some things start to get off kilter a little bit, and we need to center everything. So who better can center all of that? Dr. Jeffrey Lodge and his wife, Daphne, along with that experienced staff. This is what they would do. They would give men the treatment required to improve their quality of life. Cool Spring MD services have already helped many men of Brentwood, Nashville, Franklin, which I am in, and the surrounding areas in Tennessee with improving their immune system, energy levels, cognitive functions, and more. I dealt with low energy levels. I'm going to tell you, man, I just thought it was because of the yoga and the working out. But then I went over to see Dr. Jeffrey Lodge and his, and his and, the, and that wonderful staff and his wife, Daphne, and bam, I walked out a couple of weeks later, boom, I was back to my old self again. I was just, just, just ready to go. I was just ready. I was ready to dunk on anybody, man. Seriously, ready to dunk on my son, if need be. 
Um, <laughs> they're there to connect you with the medical care you require to have a healthier and enriched life. And who doesn't want to achieve that? What are you waiting on, man? Here's the number. Get Cool Springs MD a call. Make that appointment. Write it down quickly. Pull over if you're driving because this is a very important number that you need to have stored in your phone, man. 615-486-3458. 615-486-3458. Not only will you be happy, but the missus will be happy as well. Or if you can't call them, then visit their website, CoolSpringsMD.com. It is Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game. You just heard Sean Henry there. That was not planned. Those are just randomly put in there in some type of rotating system. But Sean Henry will, in fact, join us coming up at 8.30 this morning. Uh, And that's going to start off with some NHL conversation and a story, a really in-depth feature by The Athletic, which, again, pay for good journalism because for like five bucks a month, you can actually get more than the slideshow. Uh, so th- this story click, is click, 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 uh, about click. the NHL with, with cocaine and Molly. So hold mm. on to your steering wheel for this story. Uh, and I'll just give you two little sentences here to kind of set the scene. It starts off with the following. Back in May, a video featuring Washington Capitals Evgeny Kuznetsov sitting near two lines of a white powder-like substance that many presumed was cocaine, began making the rounds on social media. It was taken while the team was in Vegas to play the Golden Knights. Not much ever came of it with the Caps on their playoff and Stanley Cup run, but that brings up an in-depth feature, and it is very long, but if you have an attention span uh, north of mustard, you'll be able to consume it. It is very long. It is really good, though, about the this sport, and maybe not even just the NHL, other sports as well, with what might be an issue going around. A couple of things... Um this seems to be now. By the way, he what he did get tested for cocaine. Yes, and he got busted Absolutely. for it. Uh, I think a three game suspension. But what's what's interesting is that there is this assumption that, and a lot of people in this story. So what they did is she went and cited the athletic went and did a bunch of research, sort of with the promise of uh, anonymity and and anonymity um, players, former players, coaches, administrators, just people in the sport, right? Like asking about this issue in the sport what what do you know about this issue what are your thoughts on this issue sort of give us some perspective right which i think is really that's again that's good journalism and you package that around a couple of different ideas one in this article which i am kind of shocked to learn uh one of the numbers and this is according to the cdc that cocaine overdoses in this country doubled from 2014 to 2016 and my first thought was, didn't we do this cocaine conversation thing in the 70s and 80s? And didn't we learn from our mistakes that this is a terrible thing, that, that it's a bad product and that it's extraordinarily dangerous? Apparently, there was this giant uptick in production from South America in 2013. I had no idea about that. And I read a lot of <laughs> drug articles and watch a lot of drug movies and stuff like that. So there's this whole other thing that's happening in this country. And then there's this assumption that hockey players are just the same as the regular public. And this is where I don't, under, I don't, I don't follow this. There are a lot of people in this story quoted as saying, oh, this is not that big a deal. Ho- hockey usage of these drugs is matching American public usage of these drugs. Hockey players are no different than average American citizens. I, I would agree with that as like, you know, if you're talking about people's general human beliefs and ideas everyone's the same i get all of that right uh, most americans don't make seven figures so i don't think it's fair to say that if you make a million dollars plus in this country that you're the average american i don't I, a hockey player is not an average american right. public mm-hmm. 
person because the average American is wor- working hard to pay bills and find insurance and multiple jobs and contractors. There's a million things that are different between a guy who makes $6 million a year or even uh, even Austin Watson or Colton Sissons or Rocco Grimaldi, guys that are mm-hmm. on the lower levels of, sure. of the contract. They're making a million and a half dollars a year. That's not average American public. So you have massive amounts of disposable income. You know, it's really interesting that this story says, hey, it used to be a six-pack of beer. Now it's you're, you're popping Molly, and which, again, I have no idea even what that does. And then and then cocaine, like, you're, it's just it's, interesting. It's bizarre trend lines that are fascinating to watch. Interesting that that was your first reaction and take. Mine was, because mm-hmm. later in the story it talks about how the NHLPA is mm-hmm. concerned about the use of coke. An explosive article in TSN revealed that teams were certainly keeping an eye on this. I automatically thought back to Lawrence Taylor in the 80s, mm-hmm. who was obviously known for using cocaine, and I'm wondering if players are using it to gain a performance-enhancing element, like on um, the ice. To, to wake you up after a long night or something? Yeah. Like, that's I the mean, way LT yeah, did it, I guess. I guess it, it it could be a stimulant of some sort. I don't, um, I don't, think, it, I don't think could is yeah, the right word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it um, is. You know, this is what I gathered uh, from it. Uh, it may be all sports across the board. Uh, but hockey, I think in particular, um, hockey has isolated or insulated themselves uh, so much so that you don't hear about a lot of this stuff that is going on. And maybe they, not maybe, I think they want it that way. Uh, you know, you don't hear about, you know, stuff like this. You don't hear about the concussions and everything, you know, stuff like that. Because they keep themselves insulated. They keep it in-house. Um, maybe because the sport is not as big as football. That, that's Anything that happens too. with football, you find out about well, it. Well, a lot of these networks basketball, don't cover it as much it. as the NFL exactly. and the NBA. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the concussion, issue, so, the concussion issue for hockey players, by the way, is a very real thing. Exactly. You can find out all kinds of lawsuits and go read about it. It's just not covered. It's not covered. The way yeah. the NFL is. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, Bad, you know, if it's if it's covered the way that the NFL, things that are in the NFL is covered, maybe things will get changed faster. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's, it's amazing how, you know, like you said, Braden, we thought this was, you know, the cocaine use was like in the, the 70s. We, and didn't we learn 80s, this lesson yeah. already? Like, and now all of a sudden it seems like it's rearing its head again. Like there's so much misinformation about marijuana. There's so much misinformation about marijuana. It just you need to educate yourself. There's actual redeeming qualities to 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 what it can do. But the, and, and it even talks about it in here that marijuana is still commonplace in the NHL. Um, much and, and frankly, it's legalized in like half the states that the, the NHL but plays. But the in. problem with marijuana, but there is not a misinformation. Yeah. There's not a misinformation about cocaine. It yeah. is extremely da- dangerous and it will kill you. Exactly. We learned this lesson. Why are we not? Why, why are we going back to it? I don't. I don't understand. As a country. I don't understand. Um, I, 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 you're right. I, I have no idea. Um, and obviously I hadn't studied it enough to have an idea on it. I, I think the problem with some, I think the problem with, with say, say marijuana, for instance, I think the problem with marijuana is this, is and, and I wish they would make it legal across all states, is that Soon enough. if it's not legal, you don't know what it's laced with. Even if it's legal, you probably don't know, but if it's not legal, you don't know what it's laced with. Well, there's, there's black markets with exactly. even with these so, vape, even with these vape pen things. Absolutely. There's black so when stuff. when when a guy, you know, starts smoking marijuana 
and we say, well, marijuana, it's not an addictive um, drug. Well, it physically. may, yeah, physically, it may not be, but we don't know what's in it that keeps these yeah. young men or women going back to it. Because if we're saying it's not addictive, then there's something within that marijuana that they're selling that keeps them going back. Right. I think you have to. Cocaine th- is, is is probably it's an addictive drug. Yeah, I think you have to. It's ten times as addictive. Exactly. In fact, alcohol is a thousand times more addictive than than. Don't don't quote me scientifically on the thousand no. times. By the way, there that's just a that's a radio <laughs> phrase. Somebody will tweet you. Yeah, I know. Brain, you don't I know. know. It's it's just it's just fascinating. Like they they put out these studies every year. Like what are the five most addictive substances in mm-hmm. in America? And it's like you know heroin, meth. Uh, alcohol, cocaine, mm-hmm. the, the, it's all the same things. It's the exact same things every year that are the most addictive. Frankly, they should put fat and sugar on there too, but these are the most addictive things. And I just find it interesting that, and again, they did this large study, The Athletic did, within the NHL. And the quote, here, quote here's what we found. The vast majority of people interviewed indicated that the tendency of players from eras past to abuse drugs, even painkillers, has shifted. Marijuana use is still considered common, and it's legalized in many uh-huh. places in the United States and federally legalized in Canada. So that's prompted discussions between the NHL and the NHLPA about an informed agreement about its usage, which I think is a smart and rational way to approach mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we were fed, spoon-fed misinformation for decades about marijuana from the United States government. Don't tell me I'm wrong about that. Go read about it. But the growing sense, and this is a quote, but the growing sense is that some players are spurning the post-game six-pack of beer and turning to stronger substances, including hard and synthetic drugs. That is dangerous. Mm -hmm. That is bad. Why is that happening? Because they're dealing with the pain. That's that's basically what it is. When you, especially in sports like like, uh, hockey, because that's what they're talking about. Because they play eighty some games, because the gruel, the grind, because the 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 physical nature, just think it's basically you're playing eighty two football games. That's basically what you're doing. It's, it's not as physical. It, but what I'm saying is you're basically out there to the head. I mean, yeah, to the head. But you're out there playing basically eighty two football games. You're getting ran into the checked into the boards, all this other stuff. You're, you know, it's it's taking a toll on your lower body. Eighty two games. And these guys feel that, you know, the the conventional way of getting over it is not working. So what do I do? And if you talk to a doctor, a doctor will tell you off the record, like if you've got head injuries like football players do and and, and hockey players do, that marijuana is fine. There's there's medicinal purposes to it. There's not a doctor I can... Again, I don't know for sure here, guys, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the studies have been done on cocaine. Like we understand, cocaine is a hell of a drug. That there is no redeeming quality to this. Mm-hmm. It, there's just there's no there's a reason you're Schedule One narcotic because there's no medicinal value, and that's why people want to bring marijuana off of that list, right? It's just it, the, the quote here from a player. It's real quote. It's really the secret that everybody knows. That's one recently retired NHL player who still works in the game. Oh wow! Like it. it and and the Molly thing is like what the heck like that's a, that's the, both of these things are just shocking to me. Mm-hmm. I, when I read the article, I was shocked that as a country and a collection of players that that is now trending in, in upward. That that is a huge concern. Stick to sports is coming up at eight forty five. When we come back, we talk shop with the president Sean Henry next on Morning Drive. Eight thirty three. Welcome back in Wednesday live edition Morning Drive. ESPN one zero two five. The game. Stick to sports coming up at eight forty five. 
little Imagine Dragons there for you because, you know, ESPN killed that song two years ago with the college football playoff theme song for four straight months. Oh, and the natural, by the way. Oh, man. Brutal. Yeah, ESPN college football and Imagine Dragons. It's a trio for the ages. Uh, Sean Henry is with us right now for talking Shop with the Prez. Sean, um, last night we had an opportunity to uh, to attend a wonderful event, Chairs Tonight um, event, Stars. Um, if you want to go check them out, starsnashville.org. Um, this event has been going on for 11 years, but I had the opportunity, as well as you did, um, to watch one of, you know, the greatest uh, figure skaters in American history in Scott Hamilton, um, him getting the Troy Gentry Award. What has Scott meant to from from your from your from your eyes? What has Scott meant to the city of Nashville? He's incredible. If you're not moved by that event, there's something wrong with you. I mean, it's rare where you see a Scott Hamilton upstaged by a young lady who talked about her own trials, tribulations, and what one person can do to step into someone's life to change it. And that's something Scott does every day. I mean, Stars does it on such a grand scale. But the moment Scott arrived in Nashville, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, ten years ago, whatever it was, he decided to make changes. And uh, what he said, I try to steal it as often as I can, he just says yes. If you ask him to do something, he says yes. When we approached Tim about the skating academy, he said yes, before we even outlined what it could be, what it meant. And he's like that with everything else. And you, and you look what he takes on. I mean, he's literally taking on cancer. And as we've been so successful on improving survival rates in all fronts of cancer, especially pediatric, as he says, the treatment is still too harsh. So he's literally building these $100 million cancer proton centers on his own. And there's, I think, five of them in the country, and he's built three of them. And he's taking one on right here in uh, Nashville. I mean, no challenge is too big for him. He's, he's inspirational. I mean, I see him, and I wake up, and I realize I can be a lot better if I just tried to be a little bit more Scott Hamilton-like. Hey, Sean, I, I know you guys and the Preds Foundation are extraordinarily involved in the community. We, you know, Derek's on that board. I've, I've got my charity that I work with. Just in general, um, I think everybody sees a, a community in our city, and, and everybody wants to help. Um, like I want to help a million different ways, but that's not sort of the advice you get from people who are in that space. They say, "Hey, focus on one thing that you really are passionate about." You know, wh- whether it's uh, you know animals or you know education or, or whatever. Do you have advice just in general for for people that are listening that want to get involved in a cause of some sort? That to either you know, what's the strategy to sort of starting up and getting involved in stuff in general? You know, for me, and again, I steal a lot from Scott Hamilton on this, and it was on display last night. His teammate said, "Just great event." Saying yes is a good thing. It doesn't mean you have to give 40 hours that week to that cause. And we should have something that's near and dear to your heart um, that you really want to take on. But realize you're going to have a lot of other things, a lot of opportunities to give, whether it be at your child's school or sports leagues or the small fundraisers they're taking on, whether it's peanut butter for Haiti, as most of our kids will do, or something like that. You have to be deliberate about getting involved with things. But I always caution people, don't worry about taking on too much. I mean, it's amazing what a mule can pull when you just keep loading that cart. But there should be one or two <laughs> things that are really core and centric for you that you will spend a lot of your time and energy and mental capital, if you will. But at the same time, when one of your kids or a neighbor or someone you can influence is getting involved with a charity, you think it's a great idea or a bad idea, helping them out, pulling them up, showing them a different way, maybe donating time or money, whatever it may be, it just helps that child or that young person or young executive to say, wow, this is pretty impactful. I can do more and more and more. And, again, that's a blueprint that a lot of people that I've seen 
as busy as they are, always have time to do a little bit more in the community, and it's contagious. It changes who and what we can be. Sean Henry joining us here on Morning Drive. So Saturday night we saw the chapter for Nashville SC in the USL come to a close. We know coming up next year in 2020 they will be a part of the MLS. Curious from your perspective, what are some of the challenges that Nashville SC will face starting up as a basically an expansion franchise in Major League Soccer and some of the obstacles that they have to overcome? Because you've been around franchises long enough and you know what it takes to become a winning product. Well, I think you just hit the biggest challenge that they're going to have. And, you know, fortunately, they have a great owner. They have an incredible executive in Ian as a CEO and really good employee base. Actually, a couple of our guys are moving over there in the next few weeks, which is exciting for for, for us. Um, I think the biggest challenge is everyone thinking it's Nashville SC, and it's not. It's the MLS, and it's very, very different. And Nashville SC is great. I mean, what a fun team they were to watch. But there's a difference between AAA baseball and Major League Baseball. There's a difference between the AHL and the NHL, and there's a difference between SC and and uh, the MLS. And I think that's something that they're going to have to, you know, overcome and challenge. You know, ticket prices are going to be very, very affordable, but they're going to be a lot more expensive than Nashville SC. But the play is going to be incredibly higher as well. So, um, but they have everything going well for them. They're well healed. They're every position on the executive side, management side. And really what they got to focus on is building a culture. And that's really the most important thing in the first two or three years. What's great about that league, though, you can be competitive out of the chute. And I think they're going to be. It's going to be fun. Now, we um, obviously being at the event last night, uh, Sean, didn't get an opportunity to see the Duke game as well as the Kansas game. And I caught the second half of the Michigan State Mich- uh, Michigan State. Um, uh, Kentucky game, but you got the uh, Western Kentucky game and Louisville game coming up. Uh, wh- what do you think about that game? I mean, Louisville, they, they've always been this team in basketball. They've always been one of these top-notch teams. Obviously, they've gone through their little turmoil um, with the head coach, but we we hope, and I know Louisville fans hope, that they're now back on an uptick. How do you see this game? I'm excited about it for selfish mm-hmm. reasons. My son goes there, so it means he'll – He'll stay home Thanksgiving weekend. We get to go. But for a community, we get to see one of the best teams in the country, and that's what we try to do mm-hmm. when we book these unique events. And, you know, we do a lot of concerts, a lot of events. Although we start to do very unique things a year, and hosting a neutral site basketball game is one of them. You have a chance. You know, Western Kentucky always feels a really good competitive team, mm-hmm. and it's fun that Louisville you know, gives them a chance to play a neutral site game. But uh, we have a chance to see a team that could be a Final Four team uh, right here, and it's going to be great. And maybe even have one of the largest college games in our state this year, hosted by Bridgestone Arena. So for, for me, selfishly, it's fun. For the community, it's always good to bring great basketball to our city because our basketball culture is growing and growing by the day. Hey, all right, Sean, I want to float an idea to you, see what you think. We're just, uh, you know, you, you obviously don't need any help doing your job, but the three of us. Oh, just I get co- a lot of help. I need help, <laughs> man, please. Cu- couple of radio sites. I did run this by David Poyle, and David Poyle said it was a great idea. So I've got I've got – you know, uh, I feel like I've got permission to ask you this because David Poyle has said this is a great idea. I was at the Black Keys concert, and I'm I'm sitting in, at Bridgestone Arena, enjoying myself with my friends, and I'm listening to Gold on the Ceiling, which of course is the, the main, um, the scoring moment there for Preds fans. And I'm looking up at the rafters, and I'm going, why is it? Why why are why are the 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 catwalks and all the duct work? Why is that all not painted gold? And then you literally would have gold on the ceiling, so that when you celebrate a goal. Everyone, like the whole, I know you want to paint everything gold anyway. What, why not 
is there is there some restrictions or regulations on on how like the visuals have to be for players on the ice? Is there some restriction there, or could you actually be go through and like paint the whole thing gold? You know what? When we switch our colors to gold, and we were switching on our arena seats, of course we looked at gold seats and gold everything. As you said, I want everything to be painted gold. My shoes to my temples. Um, <laughs> but if you did the ceiling, it would really negatively affect our ability to do concerts, uh, especially TV productions like CMAs or CMTs or right. whatever else we do. Just the light refractions would really cause havoc. Now, we still look at it. How can we do it on a temporary basis? And we haven't found the right solution yet. LED lighting, you know, pushing through the problem is that washes, um, you know, with the sports lighting then really affects the TV production. So yeah. we've been all over it. We haven't given up yet. So if you can figure out a way or we can. <laughs> you'll be seeing some gold on that scene. Sean, now that I got the wife and the daughters down here and the family situated, we were thinking about adding a pet to the family. We were thinking about going with a yellow lab, maybe a German shepherd, but the wife decided that she wanted to go with a black cat. Your thoughts on uh, black cats recently? Dude, I've never been a cat fan. To be honest. I grew up with a cat. It was a black cat. She was fine. I impressed my wife by taking a straight cat in. We were dating from her mother that she found, and she was fine. But those are the only two cats outside of Nash. I've ever seen or been around that I've liked. But how about that? I mean, the Giants are steamrolling the hated Cowboys. And, you know, our version of the GOAT goes rolling out there and got in the end zone more than the Jets ever will this season. But I think maybe more than we'll get in the end zone this season, too. That was awful. And it was a great play call, though. If you haven't heard the call yet, yeah. um, it was awesome. But I really hate that cat. <laughs> Can't blame you. Sean, always a pleasure. I don't trust cats either. <laughs> we, we appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. You got right, it. Sean. Sean Henry joining us for his weekly appearance. Yeah, they have the Kevin Harlan call we, call, we played it yesterday yeah. in the show. Oh, so good. Didn't it go downhill for the Giants after that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gone downhill for the Giants since they beat the Patriots the second time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got a point there. 2011. Yeah. 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 I, I just think it, it, it – so – of course, they've already considered uh, painting the ceiling gold. Um, uh-huh. Of course. I don't want the ceiling gold. I want all the catwalks and all yeah. the duct work and all that stuff gold. Still, I assume that there are some – I assumed that there, there would be some visual issues because if Sean Henry could paint something gold, he would do it. Can they get, can they get um, like just like a gold wrapping where they can take it off, <laughs> Maybe. you know, during concert? They can like kind of take it off. Yeah, just take it off well, and put it yeah, to the I side. Yeah, I mean, how many TV events? I mean, you get the Preds as, as a TV event, obviously, uh-huh. but it's extra- But how many TV very events well do they have there? Outside, of the, outside yeah. of the Preds, it's there's like the CMA Awards, right? And uh-huh. there's a couple of different other award shows. But uh, again, like I just was sitting there watching the Black Keys and he's singing Gold on the Ceiling and I look up and I'm like, it's all black up there, gold which I know it's the up there ceiling. for a reason. But I'm going, why not Let's just put, put the gold up there? Might as well. David Poyle loved the idea, but David Poyle doesn't worry about light refraction on a TV broadcast. Yeah, pretty much. Uh. Stick to sports coming up next here on Morning Drive. Let me tell you. It is Morning Drive. Love getting emotional. It's what makes you a human being. If you Isn't ain't got emotion, get out of my face. Isn't that what love do? <laughs> I want love winners, you, damn it. Love gets you emotional, man. Exactly. Uh, it would make you crazy. Adam love, Vingan love. coming up 930 this morning. Big finish an hour from now. Let's do what we do best. Let's stick to sports. Number one. Oh, there was wait, no... Wait a second. Uh, what happened there? <laughs> I was about to say, huh? Where did Marquise go? <laughs> I got to play the damn intro first. There you Let's go. Stick to sports is brought to you by... 
brought to you by the good folks at Decorated Den Interior. Stick with the pros at Decorated Den. When you're ready to decorate your home, office, or outdoor spaces, request a complimentary appointment, which we know in this world is free, well, at least here in the U.S., online at decoratingden.com. Do I even need to hit the damn button now, or do I yeah. just keep going? Do just, I just ask the question now? Yeah, just ask, yeah, just ask the question. All right, now. so question number one, number one. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> so man, every, every time I look at news articles, there's always a weird way to get arrested. And this Charlotte woman gets arrested for warrants because she had late library books. Late wow. library books. So she basically checked out books where the sidewalk ends and the night in 2017. And apparently now she's got a warrant for her arrest. She's got good and, taste in books, by the way. Yeah, very. But no, she, and this could carry to a 93 day jail sentence oh, and $500 fine. If she has to go to court tomorrow, did you so, do okay. this? Did you do a similar story a couple of weeks ago about somebody else with like that's going to go to prison over library books? Yeah, like the second one. Why are people going to prison over books? Hold on, okay, this is ridiculous. It, it, back in the day, when you didn't return your library book, you just you know you had to pay a fine eventually, or you they wouldn't let you. Uh, once you finally turn it in, they wouldn't let you get another book for a good while. Yeah, so that's how she found out. So she mm-hmm. went to go get another book, and she found out that you know she had overdue books, so she couldn't get a book. And then all of a sudden, she had a warrant for her arrest. And her and the sad part about this whole story is her job told her that she couldn't come back to work until this whole thing gets resolved. What city is this? This is Charlotte. Charlotte's about the dumbest city I, what I was, can ever. Isn't Charlotte the same one that stupid. isn't isn't North Carolina the state that has the uh, you can go you can get charged with a misdemeanor if you're over the age of thirteen trick or treating? Yeah, wasn't it North Carolina? Just, North Carolina. No, that was Virginia. 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 That's the same state, thing. Whatever. The city. Just, that's that is just one of the most asinine <laughs> yeah, laws what was in the, the other, world. What was the other book? It was where the sidewalk ends and the night, which I never heard of. I've neither one of these. So you've never wasting, read the, where the sidewalk ends. She's wasting. No, Shell Silverstein is wasting taxpayers' money over two books. She got to go to court now. It's all such a dumb. It's thing, just yeah. just dumb, right. archaic, and dumb. I, I wonder we, when we, that law was was implemented. We should be trying to get more books into people's hands. Exactly. Not not Keep put people book. in prison for having books. Or just send us a check for the book. Just yeah, send us $10. Exactly. And you can have it. We'll go buy another one for less cuz we Absolutely. got Absolutely. Just just the dumbest. Cuz we got a guy. And it had me thinking like, man, I, I got a whole bunch of books from like middle school and high where school. Where did she work? Do at? you really? She, I, it didn't say where she worked at. And yeah, then her gotta, job says you can't come back well, that's until. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I got the Great dumb. Gatsby sitting that's in my dumb. box. So you, so you have a bunch of books that you that are from the library that you have not returned? Hey, you better check the law here or to check the laws in Alabama. You need to check them. Matter of fact, we need to just move on. What, happen, yeah. what, happen, <laughs> what happens <laughs> if you cross state lines with a checked out library book? Can you go? Uh, is that, is that, like, freeze. Give us a great that's, Gatsby back. That like, that's a federal offense, Dan. <laughs> I guess. Can't cross state lines. Exactly. Cross oh. state lines with guns all you want. Not books, though. No, not books. You get thrown he, in jail. He's on the run for hop on pop. <laughs> Number two. C-cat run. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of, and here's more lawmaker news now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a big fan of daylight savings. Oh, Me it's either. awful! I, I it's don't, awful. I don't like it. Like yesterday, like Sunday, it will. I was watching the second games of the NFL games on Sunday, and it's five o'clock already. It's dark outside. Yep. It's like yep. I, I don't like it at all. So there's a Pennsylvania lawmaker that wants to stop changing the clocks for daylight savings, and this is a proposal from the Lancaster County. Pennsylvania lawmakers trying to make a law to where we stop. I think well, it isn't, it sta- isn't it standard time? Now is standard time, right? Mm. 
isn't today standard. Like we switched yeah. back to standard time. We need uh-huh. to get rid of standard time. Yeah, standard time needs. It should always be daylight savings time. It shouldn't get darker. It shouldn't get lighter earlier no. and darker later. And, and the argument darker. on the other side, the argument on the other side is you can't have kids get on a school bus at six thirty when it's like dark outside, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the argument on the other side is that it needs to be light in the morning so that you can start your day at a normal. Like again, though, if you had to pick one, why would you pick the one that makes it get dark at four thirty? Exactly. Some that's kids a are terrible. Thing. Some kids are at practice. Some kids are yes. at dance class when they're little, and I get their home, parents got to go. It's just, it's just, just leave it the way it was. I agree. If a presidential candidate said, "I am going to end changing the clocks. We're just going to stay daylight savings time, summertime," for him, or her. I would vote for that person immediately. Yeah. But isn't like in health issues involved in like I don't, I don't know. It's couldn't it harm a certain. I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm know sure there are. So, I just don't like I'm it. sure there are so many unintended consequences because mm-hmm. it started with like farming, right? Yeah, Wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. dedicated towards farming, and uh, but we are past know. those days. Yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. Like, the, you wake the cow up whenever you want to. Exactly. The cow probably <laughs> want to sleep a little bit later anyway. <laughs> yeah, so do I. You called me a cow, man. Yeah, you, I, you, you, you called yourself radio a cow. You, you took the wrong job, dude. <laughs> exactly. You called yourself a cow. Number three. All right, so a man tries to open a bank account using a fake million-dollar bill. Now, I don't know why this dude thought this would actually work, but a Nebraska man is being searched because he tried to use a fake $1 million bill to open up a bank account. Now, why he would try to use that, I do not know, but... Yeah, police are looking for you, dog. So if, if there's this dude trying to go to the gas station and he tries to use a $1 million bill, call the, the local third authorities immediately for that. Who's got a change not, for that? Yeah. You got change for a million dollar bill? Change for it. But then I didn't know that there was I don't think even a, one. Yeah. Is it I'm, actually a real thing or is it like exactly. a, one of those like, uh, what do they call it? Like a, It's like a trinket or whatever. It's like a commemorative yeah, like dollar is bill. There a, there's no way you could actually go take that to the bank and deposit I don't think there is. I would have just laughed at him and, and I would have took it. I would have took it. I would have took the million just, dollars. Just yeah. in case it might. I just took it and you know what? We'll start a bank account. Can you give Look, me I got like, a 20. Can you give me like $3? How, how much does it take to start a bank account? Like $5? Five or $10. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, give me the million dollars. Can you give me $5 too? <laughs> a million and five dollars. So I started the bank account, but I keep this. He's million like, no, dollars. all I got is this million dollar bill. I don't have any other. <laughs> but I cash mean, on me. see, the thing is about it: when you use a bill, or any larger bill than twenty, they do the thing yeah. where they hold it up well, to the light and see they if they do. fake. Yeah. So any bill over twenty dollars, that that's what they do. So why you would think in your back of your mind, you know what? I'm going to start a bank account using the fakest number possible, a million dollars at that. They don't even make those, but. Yeah, it, well, had let, let's start back. it just had to be yeah. a joke. But then they want to see. a joke now. They want to see how did he print, you know, it? print it? Yeah. So I wanna, that's the real question. I, I, you see those movies where like they're selling plates. Uh-huh. You know, like the plates where you can print the money. These are the plates. There's always like a thief movie, right? A mm-hmm. heist movie where someone's trying to steal the plates. I want some plates. You know, I want I was, a plate for a twenty dollars bill, and I can just print twenty dollars bills in my house. Man. And don't spend them; just have them. No, I'm going to give them to people cash. I'm not going to use them at any establishments anywhere, just for cash. Craigslist. I don't want to do that at all. But I was watching, uh, you know how they do the fake shoes and the real shoes, the counterfeit shoes. Oh, yeah, the Jordans. Jordans. And I was thinking about it because they had this guy was doing this video clip. Don't, this is what fake Jordans look like and this is what the real Jordan look like and we want the real Jordans. And I started to think like, okay, 
both of them are highly overpriced. It takes about $5 to make both of them. And you charge $200. Why not get the fake one? If they're not charging me real Jordan prices and they look at Exactly so, like them. Then, no, why but, should no, no, I pay no. that money But then you get those them. those shoe, you know, guys that look. Hold on, no fake Jordans. So my brother. And, <laughs> but if 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 they look, if you because the two shoes they had, you really couldn't tell unless you were like a a shoe aficionado, you know, aficionado. Yeah. like you really knew the Jordans. But if you didn't, they looked the same. So I, I will get if they're charging me. $100 for the fake ones and $500 for the real ones. Dude, Give me the fake ones. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, I, I will, I will t- send you pictures. So my brothers live in New York, and uh-huh. he buys a bunch of fake you know, Jordan 1s uh-huh. and Air Force 1s. And But he buys them from this one company, this one guy. He sells them for like $10 a piece or $15 a piece. And all you and he tells you how to pop off a mm-hmm. certain piece to make it look like they're the, the Jordan 1s. Right? Uh-huh. So like, there's this little tiny stitch piece that's added so that, they're, that, so that it clearly looks fake. Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, just take this piece off. And it'll look exactly like Jordan ones, and he walks around with them all over the place, and nobody can tell the difference. Yeah, so why he, am I going to pay? He spends fifteen dollars. Absolutely, them. they just hated the real the people that sells the real. They but you hate gotta, it. See, I come from of the generation. I come from the generation of exactly. getting clowned on for, yeah, for wearing stuff like that. that. So I, it's di- I have a different mentality well, when it comes when to that. When you're a kid, everybody gets exactly. You don't get clowned but on now, when you're 35 you're, and you're, you're married. You're now I know. where I can wear fake jewelry. <laughs> right. Yeah, go for it. Exactly. You're, like, you're damn right they fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear some felines right now. <laughs> I don't care. I got to the point, like, I'm at the age now to when I was younger and I first I got my first job, I'm like, man, I'm finna buy all the Jordans. Uh-huh. Like, I finally got my own money. I can do it. Now I'm just like, yo, give me them $60 like running <laughs> shoes. And they, they look, they're you know comfortable. The next, you know the, with your money now. You know what's the next step? Sketch your slip-ons by Tony Romo. That's, the, that's, that's, the, that's, when, that's when you know don't you've given up. There. No, don't go That's that when route. you know you've yeah, given up. Don't give up, man. Keep hope alive. <laughs> them, them hospital Keep shoes. Yeah, those, are the, alive. those are the most comfortable shoes on the planet. And <laughs> those all-white hospital Keep shoes. Alive, you be looking like Floyd. Keep hope alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the break. <laughs> we made Nick laugh. Man, leave. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Nick, you can send us a breaker. <laughs> All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Well, all right, when we come back, hour four. Back after this. <laughs> we're going to drive next. <laughs>